Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512.24 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Ben Kissel just told me that he would be entirely fine with using recycled condoms again. I did not say that. He would be fine I, with it. No, I did not say that. We were talking about recycling, and I said it's important to recycle all plastics because at some point they just end up in the ocean. And then you have said, oh, so you want to recycle condoms and you want to wear used condoms? And I said, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to try to save the fish. We were talking about this story. <sighs> this is true about a, someone. This We'll get into this. But the idea of taking used condoms and just flushing them out well, and this then happened putting to them be back enough. in? What are they? like? This is like, like going Leroy. Roy Jenkins. We'll have and fun then with all it. of the condoms just all go right. back into circulation. Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben hanging out with Henry Marcus Parks. We'll be back with us next week. But yes, okay, so Vietnamese, please. I, we, they, well, but, let me first say, number one, thank you guys for the wonderful well wishes oh, yes. you've sent towards Marcus's family. They are currently out of the woods, so but they I just want you to know They're that he really appreciates it. <laughs> that he really appreciates it. And yeah. He is going to be back next week where we re- we resume our normal scheduled programming. Thank you all so much. You are all you are all super sweet people, and we love you with all of our hearts. Three hundred and twenty four thousand used condoms have been washed and resold. This was in Vietnam. We're going to get to some listener pasta here in a second. Again, thank you all so much for reaching out and sending us your great stories. But we figured this is really the biggest story of the week. Vietnamese police have confiscated uh, 360 kilograms worth of used condoms, which I don't know much about measurements, but I think it's a lot of condoms. Think about the smell. Of this apartment building, because mm. the, the way they treated them was like, it, there's a photo here of just a man with, I'm going to say, not enough gear on. He's wearing gloves, and he's got a mask on. Tiny mask. The tiny mask tiny that, that people grumpily put on to walk into a Home Depot. should There should be a step <laughs> up for him when you are handling just bags and bags and bags of used condoms that have been boiled dried and then put up for sale you whether you would rather have them like wet and resold no okay. i want them no my I'm not, problem I'm with this, this my bad. problem with this is not the recycling of the condoms the, it's that they're using the condoms again as condoms that is the problem what about a house what about a hat for a mouse this is what you what were about saying something before. fun what about what about if you oh you, booty for dogs 
Dog booties. You know when you go outside in the wintertime and there's a so, lot of salt on the street. You see these dog booties. They're just balloons. They're just see, balloons. I am saying we you gotta just got stop done. polluting the oceans. You just got done giving it to Wanda. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, I love Wanda. You know Wanda and I have been together for a while now. You just got done and Wanda's like, oh, <laughs> I wish I could get a baby. Uh-huh. And you're like, no, no, I wouldn't saddle you with that responsibility. <laughs> and then you go out in the backyard with a little hose and yeah, just. Like Rory Orbison? <laughs> What's going on? But you just spray it out with a hose and shh. All right, Puffin, time for your walk. There's a lot of salt on the ground. It's going to snow in Los Angeles because the climate change is simply out of control. I could go for a little snow every now and again. Honestly, it is nice to have a change in temperature. So the problem here is that they were reselling the condoms as condoms yes, and not telling people maybe they were used. But I would say the telltale sign uh, that they are used is when they are shaped like the head of a dick. Because normally when you first see a condom, it's flat. It doesn't look like a Casper the Ghost action figure. Well, the government said uh, condoms are classified as medical items. Did not know that, but very interesting. They should be. So we will take a look at the several laws that the owner has broken. So even the police are not sure what laws are being broken, but they assume some are just because they've never heard of reduce, reuse, Recycle. This is the again. The recycling is not the problem. You didn't watch Captain Planet as a kid, huh? I, I all we we reference Captain Planet like two times a month. I actually didn't like that show, but that's just me. Why? Why didn't you like it? Because I like the it's villains. Not, it's in not it. a superhero if you have to have six kids put rings together to summon you. No, that's cool. That's an, that's kind of more of an anime thing. I like. It's like Power Rangers. The idea of like but a what group. If they, what if one loses the ring and the then you symbolism die? Symbolism is is that a group together are stronger. Yeah, I know what the symbolism is, um, but I thought that was actually propaganda in many ways. And this is, are you starting, this is how you started as an eight-year-old libertarian? <laughs> no. No one it can was, ever come together. It was propaganda, but at the same time, I think with the condoms, think about your toe. You stub it, put a little condom on there. You can do so many things. It's just, you. what you have to do is break your brain out of a tube of plastic. A tube of rubber. What you're audience thinking can is, see my face right now. What you're thinking is, oh, it can only be used. It can only be used as a prophylactic. It can only be used. It can't only be used to go on my dong. But in reality, what else could you use it with? Maybe you're taking a hot dog to the park. It used to be Pop filled hot dog in there with semen. Or that's the question here. That's the problem here. And yeah, but and semen sometimes it just gets washed out like anything else, Henry. I am so beside myself. Just from the your simple not, reaction to this It is story. because the problem is not in the recycling. The problem is in the... This is what I've been saying. The problem is in the branding. It's just, you can't resell them as a condom, but I'm saying, cut them up. Make a little, make a fun I, little tie out of it. I am mortified with you. I'm mortified <sighs> oh, with you. Oh, you know what? How do you get a ring off when you've gained a little bit of weight? Maybe you've been happy. Maybe get you were divorced. Married. No, you don't get divorced. You don't. You don't do that. No, maybe you take the condom and you go underneath the ring and then you wind it up and then you, the ring comes off. You know those tricks. Like how you <laughs> yes, can take absolutely. a potato and jam I, it into the light socket and take the little bulb that broke off. I love Kissel life hacks so much. <laughs> it really teaches everybody about how the, the way you were raised. But apparently the big thing, the big process here, uh, what a fom teen tongue, you know, said I, I i don't know how to pronounce the name i'm sorry i don't know how to i don't know how to pronounce the name she told the authorities that she had received a monthly delivery from an unknown person okay well don't do that this is all of it is wrong okay 
And then the main process that she did was the boiling and drying, but then she had to reshape it with a wooden tool. I saw the wooden tool. It is a bit like a uh, it's it's a like bit a of a dick. rolling pin, kind of like a dick. Uh, it's it's very large. Um, yes, that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. It's the manipulation and it's the lie to the consumer that this was not a used condom. I just also, am- if you buy a lemon. You think about the car, it's up to the, you have to tell the person, has this car been in an accident? Yeah, this and is, so but again, they, you're trusting so, the car so salesman. If they, but if they put used condom for sale, uh, then it's also like, well, consumer, consumer that is alert, true. consumer aware. You're talking about no regulation is what you're talking about. You're talking no, about I'm a non-regulated talking, market. This is a laissez-faire no, system no, is what you're talking about. Talking, where I'm the customer the, decides. Let the consumer know what they're buying. Uh, you know what? In a, in a Somehow, I've been brought all the way back around to vaguely agreeing with you. Thank you. You know what I was also thinking in my mind the other day? When, public, when, you know when someone says, hey, when someone gives you lemons, you should make lemonade? Sure. In my mind is... You should sell the lemons. That's free collateral. That's free capital that you just got. Yeah, of course. Everyone, that, that great lemon shortage that we're going through now. Also, in order to make lemonade, it's not just about the lemon. It's, it's sugar and sugar. water, and there's a lot of other things involved. You can't just have a pile of lemons and make lemonade, and that's that why the whole term makes me upset. By the way, we did get a big response when it comes to the plums that Henry received from his Uber Eats driver. This woman gave him a bunch of plums. Some DMs were upset with our reaction to the plums, saying, isn't this the world we want to live in, where people give gifts and everyone's really nice? I'm fine I with love gifts. gifts. I love people. But I don't like cursed plums. It's just a strange thing to do, taking strange fruit. Not even strange it's, fruit, but just fruit from a stranger. You, it wasn't about the fruit. It was about how the fruit was given to me with a sense of desperation yeah. and a sense of hauntedness like she was a ghost woman. Yeah, that was the problem. That was the problem. It's not that it's not her extending a, uh, a hand of love in via, via the plum. It was just kind of weird. It was the way it was the way it was given to me as if I was fighting her on the plums to begin with, where right. I showed up like what I put in the notes in the seamless delivery. Hey, no plums, please. No plums, please. And she showed up. With and she plums. just showed up with a bunch of plums saying like, that's the reason why I'm trying to deny human connection, because that's what's weird to me. That is what's weird. So that was the only thing with the plums. Also, there was an update on the Budweiser house. What happened? The Hero of the Week Bud Can Decorated Place is a condo, non-rental apartment in Lake Worth, a suburb to the south of, of south of West Palm Beach. Hmm. That's Eddie, Eddie Larson's fucking okay. neighborhood. Um, which is about 65 miles up the Florida coast, we know. The local news dubbed the place the House of Budweiser. The cans used in the decorations were actually 16 years worth of the previous owner's empties. Woo! A U.S. Navy veteran of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Salute. He's dead. He passed away earlier this year, which oh. is why the condo was up for sale. And then the Bud, Budweiser came out and said that they would offer free Bud to the new owner as long as they don't redecorate. Oh my God, we have to buy this house. I think that you have to, and in the end, you'll make money. Can you get Bud Light, though? Or is know. it just Bud? Well, that's a great update, Henry. Thank you so much for sharing that with our audience. Of course, if you missed that, you can listen to Side Stories for the full tale of the Budweiser house. Well, before we get to listener pasta, we do have one more quick news story here. This I just is going to take this us, story. I takes just, us all the way to beautiful, sunny New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. I love this story. This is just, this is, I love it when TV becomes real. 
Do you really? Sometimes. Yeah. New Jersey therapists asked patient to help her find a hitman <laughs> and attack her ex. This is incredible. It's the plot from The Sopranos. It really is. This comes from 10 Boston News, NBC Boston. A mental health counselor in South Jersey admitted to seeking a hitman to attack her ex-boyfriend, but a federal agent stepped in before any violence was carried out. Ugh, so always. I, well, I think this is going to greatly impact her ability to help the patient. Obviously, she knows this person has homicidal tendencies. She's trying to flip it and reverse it and use this person as a weapon of her own. Doesn't seem like she's been a very good therapist, though. And she's definitely not been a very good um, financier of a hitman because it's never it's a hitman. It's never a hitman. It's we know always this. always someone undercover. We know this. A, but I will say... Do it. In you regards, gotta do it yourself. In regards if you to wanna do it right, you gotta do it yourself. In regards to therapists, I love them to death. My therapist is great, but therapists a lot of times are also crazy people, just like us. Yes. And they have weird whims. And this is one of the she believed this therapist believed that the patient had ties to organized crime. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. I what are you talking about? A guy in a tracksuit showing up every day with hanging up in like there's things I talk about and there's things that are a little too involved for you. <laughs> meanwhile, she thinks it's mob stuff, but meanwhile, he's trying to not say he was molested. Yes, she needs to get to the bottom of why this person acts so there's angry. different ways the man has shadows, the man has got secrets. And the whole time she's like, I bet you he can kill Greg. Meanwhile, Aww. he's just like, oh, sometimes my uncle, he took me behind the shed and he said, we're going to play a game called Find the Apples. Well, apparently this person wasn't really connected with any sort of crime no, he was syndicate. He was just a big dude from Jersey. <laughs> so the criminal compa- complaint says the patient, after he was solicited to kill this woman's ex, contacted the FBI. Hey, so just so you know, like I was having a perfectly relaxing time with my therapist in the FBI. Oh, I've never called you before. This is incredible. What a fun time this is. It's um, so fun. Thanks for I, calling. I just want you to know that my therapist is being a little forward thinking with her own personal relationships. I believe that so the criminal complaint quotes Sylvia, uh, who then met with an agent, aka air quotes the hitman. It it just doesn't work this they way. They are all having too much fun. This only happened because the guy, because now the guy gets to play FBI informant, which uh-huh. is m- almost. I think that the only funner thing than mafia hitman is ex hitman working with the FBI Reformed. in witness protection. Right, Takashi six nine. I love that storyline. It's so fun to do. So now he gets to be an informant. He's still got the same tracksuit on. You just change colors. Because to me, yep. when I'm mafia hitman, I'm wearing red tracksuit. Right. When I sure. shift, shift to informant, I'm wearing blue. Okay, I can, I can see the difference there. I can see the change in your personality and obviously in your sweatpants. The criminal complaint quotes Sylvia asking the agent not to kill her ex-boyfriend, but just to punch him rough in the him face up. and break his arm. Yeah, she wants to rough him up. She wants somebody to send him a message. But can't you just, I mean, you should is actually this really, does the FBI need to be called if you're just like, can you punch my ex-boyfriend in the face? Every woman would be arrested. This is why I'm saying everybody jumped into role-playing. Because what did we learn from McMillions? They also <laughs> love action. They're and they bored. Just, they, they're bored. They're, this is an easy one, right? It's not deciphering the various economic crimes of the president. It's not doing all this other boring <laughs> shit. It's fucking boots on the ground. Right. Super simple. You, as an FBI agent, get to pretend to be a hitman. I guess and that's so fun. The, his reaction, <laughs> Sylvia asked him, I was like, oh, the whole thing is just like, okay, 
Okay, I don't want you to kill Greg, but I just want you to just send him a message that I don't need him liking other people. I know we're not even together anymore. Not even together, man. But I'm watching him like other people's pictures on Facebook. I mean, it doesn't seem like the FBI needed to be called. It seems like an MTV producer for like X has gone crazy needs to be called. It's more of a reality television show plot than a true crime story, but okay. But the agent then doubles up, right? Because she says... In her, in her words, he needs his pretty little face bashed in. That's what I really want. <laughs> well, she says but then as the well. agent suggested, this is out of pocket. He yes handed her and said, you know what we can do is we can scar him with battery acid. Sheesh. Which is you what are a jumping job. up. Well, she just, I see, this is the problem with FBI stings. It's the same thing with Richard Reed, the shoe bomber. Yes, he was a bad person who obviously was uh, able to be led down a path that could... Uh, it could lead to mass death. He was radicalized. But they also, they gave him the shoes. They gave him the little wicks. They gave him the lighter. They were they like set everything up to James Bond. They just gave him all of the stuff. And they then, really did. And then Sylvia, after saying, oh, let's, how about we scar him with battery acid? She says, how about we break one arm and just mess up his face, but not with acid? Something that makes him like not so cute. Something so we can't do push-ups, so we can't work out. Apparently, this guy was a real beefcake because that's Ooh. really what got her upset. He, she wanted to leave him disfigured so he could no longer go to the gym. Uh, she wow. told the agent the ex quote ended up with some stuff on me that he was going to report me to the licensing board, which means I have no job. So this Ooh. was extortion on his part. I think the FBI might need to flip. Go check out what's happening. I think Sylvia might have an actual complaint here. This guy seems to be strong arming her, which but is probably why she needs that arm broken. She was the one who called the hitman. And so on Halloween, Ooh. Sylvia met up with the agent and paid him $4,000 for the fake hit. Listen, guys, again, they're never a hitman. But even if they were remotely close to a hitman, you're not looking for anything less than 25 G's. I mean this. Oh, of course. 25 of course. G's to me is the limit well, of what you I could lowball it, somebody to kill somebody else. That's for killing. We're just talking about, uh, well, if, with the battery acid, that's a big deal. You break ba- the gri- If you break the guy's arm for a grand, he can't do push-ups anymore. That makes a little bit more sense. My question is, don't you, just, don't you have an overly aggressive bl- brother-in-law? In my mind, there always every family has one shady brother-in-law that you can call that can go and do this. Who's who's been waiting for this call? Well, that's his time to shine. Unleash Roy. Yeah, this is the time to get Roy. Mean like Roy. I know you love old cars, and I know you love Joe Rogan. Will you go and beat up? My ex. Use your powers for good, Go much like Captain him. Planet. So she asked, she had a prepaid phone, and this is cute. She didn't know what to do with this prepaid phone. Uh, so she was like, what should I do with it? Oh, what should I do? Oh, my God, this is like my fucking mother. It really is. Can I go to the Ocean City Bridge and just throw it off? Is that good enough? Sylvia will be sentenced January 27th, 2021. The maximum, The maximum penalty she faces... Five years in prison wow. and a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. And that's fine. just. And I will say honestly, this is the first off. Uh, I will give um, number one shout out Matt Servito from the Sopranos and sure. the Pretty Face is Going to Hell. What's going on, Servito? Looking good. That's a, this is a shout out to you. This is helping your your life go uh-huh. forward. I know your memory, the Sopranos memory, go forward. And I also want to give a shout out to Craig Rowan of Your Pretty Face is Going okay. to Hell. Shout who out created time. the the Melfi selfie. 
the where Melfi selfie took a he took a he started the Melfi selfie. Now what's the Melfi selfie? Where he got a selfie with Dr. Melfi from The Sopranos. <laughs> so Craig Rowan, thank you again for moving the needle on pop culture. Okay. Again and again. Well, and, and just before we get to our first listener pasta, just a brief story here talking about New York City. The MTA, this is from September 22nd. 2020, So folks. this is several days ago. MTA board, they have officially banned pooping in subways and buses. I didn't know it was legal the 15 years that I lived there. I'm upset that I didn't take advantage of this. Because well, then you would have been like, you would have shat. And then the police officers would have come and you would be like, here's the book of laws of New York State, sir. Appar- and it doesn't say I can't not do it. Well, you circle you circle where it says it's illegal, officer. Of course, they beat the hell out of you and arrest you anyway. Yes. And uh, you have no power at all. Complaints of soiled subway trains surged in 2019. The agency had insisted Ugh. at the time that, they, that the increase in reports of disgusting subway cars was a result of more vigilant riders not worsening conditions. So they literally have all over the subways in New York, see something, say something. Yep. And then people saw something and said something. And they're like, you're just snitching. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm so glad that they jumped on this issue instead of all of the other <laughs> very intense issues facing the police right now. I'm glad that well, we finally have some justice in if, this world. If you go and you take the subways in New York, all of the They just made it cool. Is what of, they did. They just made shitting on the subways cool. All of the brown artwork, it's all poop. It's all shit. And it really is everywhere. It really is. They put it in they I they literally mix their shit in with water in Ugh. a spray bottle. This is real. That's real. And they use it to paint because they have all the paint resistant shit inside of the subways. So they paint with their own shit. And so no one's fighting it. Um and uh, I'm gonna somebody's say, probably fighting it. I'm gonna ask you to shit on the subway now. I think you should know. Go after them. Make them work. Make you them know, work. I don't think that they will be cleaning that up. And I think at some point it's just going to uh, it's just going to lead to a lot of people who are really upset. And we do we need that anymore in 2020? I think people are upset enough, Henry. You know what? I, th- I, I, I wish we could do. Posi- if one positive thing can come from this year. No poop. I have to Less poop is, on the subway. They've just made it punk. <laughs> they've just made it punk they just made it a, a statement to make okay. so unfortunately they are now asking for more shit and they're gonna get it my sister is the best gift giver i've ever met of any person it's Jackie zabrowski she shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and christmases i have no idea how she does it i don't know how she do it but guess what She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do, and the memories keep cycling, and I get emotional, and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy, and that is not sad. That is celebratory, so you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. 
But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, let's get <laughs> to our first listener pasta again. Thank you all so much for submitting. If you want to submit more listener pastas, this is sort of an impromptu uh, episode this week. You can go to sidestorieslpotl at gmail.com. We will be doing another listener pasta episode as well. For Halloween, for we're going to do it. But- um, so, yes, of course, you can always submit your stories. And thanks to everyone who uh, submitted their stories for this episode. All right, y'all, let's get spooky. Uh, That's not spooky. uh, No, no, no. I mix spooky and horny all the time, but so do I think a lot of our listeners. Sporny. Sporny. Spooky horny. I think we do, I think a lot of our audience is very spooky and horny. I agree with that. So this is called Lost Time. When I was about 15 or 16, my best friend's older sister was visiting colleges around the East Coast of the United States. Hmm. Naturally, my best friend and I tagged along for a spring break road trip from Richmond, Virginia to New Orleans, with a stop in both Tennessee and Alabama along the way. Ooh, they hit all of the barbecue hotspots. Really exciting. If you watch the new barbecue competition show on Netflix, mm-hmm. you learn that there is only there is many accents in all of America, yeah. but there's only one barbecue accent. I agree with that. You gotta mm-hmm. hit it with the mock. Mm-hmm. You gotta hit it with the mock. Mm-hmm. You gotta get that buck. Mm-hmm. Now I'm fuzzy on the exact details, but I'm fairly certain that we pulled off into a rest stop somewhere around Middle Tennessee. I had to pee <laughs> desperately. Uh oh. Yeah. That kind of road trip pee where the driver asks if you can hold it. And you, and you can't, but you say yes because it's clear you have no choice. Well, I mean, you can also pull over. You're in the middle of Tennessee. Not exactly a lot of people around. It's not hustling and bustling. Just pull over and take a piss real quick. Let the beaver go. All right. Everyone got out of the car and went in the rest stop to relieve themselves. 
It was one of those weird rest stops where there were two women's restrooms, one on the left of the building and one on the right. I went into the one on the right with my best friend and ran into a stall. I can vividly remember looking into the handicap stall next to me and seeing wheelchair wheels and being dumbfounded because I'd never actually seen a handicapped person in a handicap stall. Oh. Which, to be honest, is really funny is that I've also never seen it, but then I sometimes will use the handicap stall just because it's fun to have extra knees. Yeah. But I know that if I do end up seeing someone who really needs the handicap stall- you better finish up quick. I will abandon it, but what I'll do is I'll crawl out army style and say, <laughs> somebody took my chair! Somebody <laughs> took my chair! Well, that's the only rational way to do that. Anyway, I look back at the back of the stall door, use it, finish using the bathroom. She's peeing. Oh. And I walk out. I left the stall, and I call my friend's name, but heard no response. I look around kind of weirded out, because I'd only been in the bathroom for maybe two or three minutes. I looked under the handicap stall, and it was empty, which was also very unsettling, because I have no doubt in my mind Hmm. I would have noticed or at least heard someone in a wheelchair leaving the restroom. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah, you with the wheels? It was in 1830 or something? If it's a rascal? I guess. In a daze, I washed my hands and walked outside, thinking I'd see someone I was traveling with waiting outside. Mm -hmm. That was before iPhones. And I'd left my beloved LG NV3 in the car before I went to the rest stop. I walked outside and I didn't see anyone I'd see when I walked in. I mean, no one. I like that. You know, I think we need to have a no phone in the bathroom policy. You ever see those shows where they swap the phone? More disgusting than the human toilet. I think we got to get used to our own shit molecules if we want to survive in this world. Possible. I walked outside and I didn't see anyone I'd seen when I walked in. Hmm. I mean, no one. Not the people having their lunch on the picnic table or the couple taking a smoke break next to the vending machines. I'd only been in there for three minutes or so. I mean, this is Jersey. This is Middle Tennessee. Yeah, it's beautiful. We're all lighting up. Yeah. I love, I miss smoking sometimes. I walked past somebody smoking today and I had an urge for the first time in fucking years. You can still buy a pack. I know. I was starting to freak, but I walked back to where the car was parked and it wasn't there. I just about puked. I had no phone, no money for a payphone, and I wasn't about to ask a stranger. I sat down on the concrete steps, hoping if they'd somehow forgotten me, they'd yeah. realize and turn around soon. And that's when I hear my best friend call my name, and I look to see her running up the path toward me. I was pissed. Had they played some sort of shitty prank and moved the car and hid from me? But the anger soon turned back to panic when I realized my friend was actually extremely concerned. What the fuck took you so long? She asked. I didn't know how to respond. I told her I'd been in there for four minutes tops and to cut the shit. She just looked back at me unamused and told me they'd been waiting for a minimum of 30 minutes. They had moved the car to a more central location to wait for me so they could see me exit the bathroom. They never saw me exit. I get chills just thinking about it. I know it's not a huge chunk of time lost, but I know I was in the bathroom enough to pee, no more, no less, I cannot account for the 30 minutes my friends say I was gone. Well, it could be a mystery poop situation. And sometimes when you're in the midst of just a wonderful evacuation, a bowel evacuation, yep. you do lose time. I do. And maybe she just doesn't want to admit to her friends that indeed it was not a pee, it was in fact a poop. 
Uh, sometimes maybe that's what it is. You're ripping up, but I I like spending a long time in the bathroom. Oh, it's the best. It's so much time. It's the only time th- that things are truly remote, remotely private, especially in quarantine. You're not allowed to be filmed in there. Get the cameras out. It's the only safe place to be in this country, unless you put the camera in there. And then you get well. Then shit, that's bad. Shit and shit and shit and shit. Good lord, that's very bad. All right, this story comes from Faith Trowell. Faith, thank you so much. It's called the Slink. You know, you've gotten better at reading, too, in the past, from the past till now. I haven't read this. I haven't read this yet, so. Something is hunting me. (laughs) That's how it starts. Something is hunting me. All right, so this is The Slink by Faith Trowell. Something is hunting me. I felt its presence since I was a kid. Horror stories were always my first love, so I thought I had made it up to scare myself. And how fun is that? But I couldn't get this out of my mind. It followed me into adulthood. Seems like she has some kind of haunting. Again, this is called The Slink. I'd never seen it, it, even though I knew exactly what it looked like. She never saw The Slink before. The feeling it gave off told me everything I needed to know. It never had a name. But now that I'm writing this, it seems like I should call it something. So here goes. It is The Slink. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I settled on this name because that's the closest thing to the way it feels. Like it was slinking around corners and underneath beds. It moves slowly and silently with purpose. That's like you. Yeah. I have a certain image of how it looks in my mind. I hate to even think about it. But maybe it'll help me if I see this all the way through. The slink has a long, emaciated wolf's body. Ooh, kind of cute. The slink has like a, like a, um, like one of those police dogs. What are those called again? What? The police dogs. A police dog? Yeah, the ones that are police dogs. What do you mean? They, there's many dog types of dogs. a police dog? There's many different types. There's German Shepherds. German there's- Shepherd. The slink is a long, emaciated wolf's body. Its ribs stick out at odd angles and shift as it creeps along, almost touching the ground. Its entire body is covered in mangy black blue fur. Hey, we go over there and you uh, go take a look at it, make sure it's on Andy's circus. Absolutely. It's the color of a fresh bruise. Seems like this is just a dog who needs to be fed. The slink's face is a mockery of a wolf's head. Exposed bone shows between patches of sickly fur. The eyes are hollow sockets deep and hungry. It has a rabbit's hind legs and a long and long back feet that could propel it forward at a moment's notice or let it pad along silently as it stalks its prey. I mean, really, it doesn't seem that bad. It's just point. a skinny dog. It really is. But the worst part of the slink are its front legs. Are also, why do we call them legs and not arms? You know, I gotta ask a vet about that. Because you know why? Dogs never wear bracelets. <laughs> um, but the worst part of the slink was its front legs. The joints are all wrong. Where the paws should be, there are human hands with long, broken fingernails. All right, it's now Marcus. it's weird. Um, yes, it's Marcus. Uh, there were times when I'd completely forget the slink or convince myself that it was just part of my overactive imagination. It never let me forget for long, though. I can always feel it when it comes back. It had never come close to me or tried to touch me, but that changed last night. What happened? Scary. Um, it got close. Well. Give it a kiss. Maybe Gor- give it a little treat. It won't be so mad. According to the author here, she says, uh, I woke up in the dark with a full bladder uh, that wouldn't let me. 
What? It's <laughs> a weird way to say I have to piss. Okay, so I woke up in the dark with a full bladder that wouldn't let me fall back asleep, and that's always a tough battle. Well, you know, well, you just go pee. Yeah, but it always takes you a second where you're like, ugh, fine. I you know what I hate is when I have a dream where I'm pissing, and then all of a sudden I realize I'm about to piss in real life. Yep, same. I feel the same way when I'm really thirsty, uh, and you're like. Oh, when you're about dream. to drink a bunch of piss? No, when I'm thirsty in my dream. When you're like like mm, underneath an open hole and you're mm, waiting for all the piss to get down inside mm, of your mouth. And my, you wake up and you're like, oh, I can use some ample juice. <laughs> so anyway, she woke up. She got a full bladder. Anyway, so she says, my bathroom is just across the hall and I never turn on the lights when I make a trip like this. After I had finished up and was heading back to my room, I felt something brush against my leg. I assumed it was my dog. Okay, she does have a dog. So I slowed my step to let it pass into the bedroom. I wasn't about to get tripped by that little fucker. That's a little rude. That's what she said about her own dog. A realization hit me when I settled back into bed. It couldn't have been my dog because I crate him at night. I didn't have to wonder what slipped by me. I knew exactly what it was. That's when I heard a soft sound at the foot of the bed, like someone sliding their hands up my comforter. Frozen in fear, I couldn't make myself look away from the hands blacker than the darkness itself and the ragged ears raising over the bed's edge. Then it lifted its head and I looked into its eyes for the first time. The sockets weren't hollow at all. There was a blue eye shine that reflected back at me from the abyss of its skull. Cool. At that point, I guess my brain gave out. Even though I was terrified, I must have fallen back asleep because the next thing I knew, it was late afternoon. I was ready to write the whole thing off as a really vivid nightmare until I saw the dirty handprints all over my covers and the long, greasy smear in between them from the slink dragging its body across the bed. The trail ended near the top of the comforter, right beside my head. Needless to say, I grabbed my dog and I noped the fuck out of there. Now I'm at my parents' house. It's almost dark, but I need to let the other people know what's stalking me. I have no idea what it wants or why it chose me. All I know is I've got that old familiar feeling again. I can see the shadows moving in my peripheral vision. I know I'm not alone, and I never will be. This the slink. This does sound like cute, though. I mean, just, just cuddle the, with it. Truly, just sounds like a day to day of you and Jerry. Yeah, me and my, me and my little guy. My, and you my wake little... up and he's like little blue hinted eyes, and you're just like, "Well, Jerry, better go back to sleep because you're gonna wake up your father." Well, Jerry, sudden... Jerry is waking up all hours of the night. He starts barking out the window. I've got to get him, but you got to cuddle the dog. And then he comes in. And he likes to burrow. He likes to burrow. That's which Wendy. Is nice. Wendy's yeah. a burrower. She's a burrower. Well, thank you so much, Faith. That was indeed a scary story. And um, just lean into it. Lean I mean, in. it's, it's, I think it's the human hands that make it kind of awkward. Yeah, of course. But, uh, but honestly, you know. if you could train it to do stuff around the house, boom. That, that would be great. That would be great. I'd love somebody else doing dishes right now. Me and Natalie's sick of doing the dishes. Oh, my God. I don't like to do the dishes. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. A different kind of ghost is what this is called. Okay. When I was growing up, I lived in a small house in a big city with my younger brother and my mother. 
The first time this happened to me, I was around 11 years old. I woke up in the middle of the night, very suddenly, feeling as if something had snapped me awake, almost jarringly. Hmm. I sat up and looked around the room. My eyes settled on my mother. She was beside my bed, bent over, and picking up some clothes I had left on the floor. I've seen this video before. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. let her get stuck in the dryer. Okay. I'm sorry, Mom, I whispered. I can grab those in the morning. She seemed to halt in place, then stood up slowly. My stomach turned as I realized something wasn't quite right. Uh-oh. I remember an icy chill coming over me, and I felt completely frozen with fear. Once upright, she looked at me for a few seconds before she and the clothes she was holding faded away completely. Hmm. I stayed stock still for a solid 15 minutes, absolutely terrified and trying to make sense of what just happened. I felt as if I had seen a ghost, but it was very clearly my mother. Finally, I laid back down, covered myself completely with blankets, and laid shaking until I finally fell back asleep much later. Okay, nice. Over the next year, this happened a couple more times, always in the middle of the night. The very few people I have spoken to about this said I was dreaming, but I know that this was not the case. In fact, the second time it happened, I had gotten out of bed completely to go to the bathroom when I saw my mother still on the couch. A lot of bathroom today. A lot of bathroom. The bathroom is an intimate place. It is. It is. I walked toward the living room to talk to her, but she faded away as soon as I entered the room. Hmm. The third time, she was peering into my room from the doorway. I thought she was just checking on me, but then yet again, she just disappeared. Oh, my. I admit I did doubt myself, thinking I was maybe a little nuts or just freaking myself out until I found out I wasn't alone. At breakfast one day, my little brother, who was about eight or nine at the time, turned to me and said, Cadwin, why were you going to the big porch last night? Oh my goodness, what a little brother that is. I asked him what he was talking about, having definitely not gone outside in the middle of the night. And no, I have never once sleepwalked, which is something I've been asked by anyone I have shared this with. Okay. Well, I woke up last night, and you were walking through the kitchen to the back door. But the door didn't open, and when I got up, you weren't there anymore. Oh, my goodness, little brother. What were you doing there? Oh, shut shut up already. To say I had goosebumps would be an understatement. (laughs) Going forward, I asked him to let me know if he saw anything like this again. Lo and behold, both he and I had more experiences in the year to come. He always saw me. I always saw my mom. When I asked my mom about it, and if she had ever seen anything like what we had, she looked pretty freaked out, Uh but said no. Whether this was her trying to not scare me by saying yes, or just her being freaked out by her weird kid, I'm not certain. But she does maintain that she st- that she didn't have any of these experiences to this day. Now, as I got older, the experiences stopped. They became a strange memory over the years. Eventually, I became a mother myself, adopting a beautiful three-year-old girl and moving into a house of our own. One night when she was six, I woke up to her screaming for me. I raced into her... <laughs> How do babies scream? Mommy! 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 Yes. My diaper needs some attention. <laughs> it's really not easy to be a mother. 
I raced into her room and found her sitting up in bed with teary eyes. Mama, where did you go? You were just in here, but you didn't say anything, and then you were gone. This area had goosebumps once again. Would be a fucking understatement. <laughs> That's how it ends. Whoa! All right, very cool. Thank you for that creepy tale of motherhood. This is why no kids matter, are creepy. No matter if they're used or not, get those condoms and wear them. Yeah, because old kids do see ghosts. Yes, they really do. All day long, as they see ghosts and they invite people into your home. Yes, they really do see ghosts. I used to see ghosts all the time. Is that true? Uh, I had some experiences growing up. You have never once told us this ever before. Yes, I used to see many a ghost. Yes, indeed. Interesting, because now your eyes are so thick with hate <laughs> that you never see a ghost. I know, I and love And you ghosts. refuse to believe, though. You don't like it. I believe it. in ghosts. Sure. Do you fully believe in ghosts? There is a, honestly, there is something in my new house this re- it's a rental, so don't be like, oh, whoa, but it's a rental. Don't watch the new movie, The Rental. It sucks. Oh, is that right? But uh, yes, as a child, I do think, obviously, you're more susceptible as a kid. I think so. To, to seeing the paranormal and things like that. But there is a knock on the door that I cannot explain. That is uh, that is kind of freaky. But I yeah. will say my house. And I, I heard it when I was right by the door. It was like, and then, but like I opened the door. No one was there. It's happened multiple times. You opened the door? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you, you, you let it knocked in. on the door. You let it in. That's what you it's just said. It's not a freaking carpet salesman. No, but that's the problem is that most demons need your permission I to just enter into your abode. Door. You I invited it in. Freaking carpet. You invited it's not it Richard in. Richard Chase. You need a ring light or something. You look out the window if you see that kind of shit. Because now what you just did is that you invited a vampire into your house. Well, get to cleaning, please. God I, knows. I mean, it could. It definitely there could be some ants in there. There could be. Uh, you don't think it's clean enough? I to be two- honest, your house is from your last house. It's better. Yes, it is better. All right, this story is called The S-Man, and it's by S. I wonder what this is about. I don't know what it could be. When I was younger, I was like most kids. I had hopes and dreams and, of course, nightmares. So it goes without saying that my parents dismissed my complaints about the tall man in the shadows. It's always the tall man, by the way. But again, short people... Short men are the cause of most oh, of our let's problems. Always be scared of the tall, tall man. It just started one night. I woke up. This person woke up. When it was dark out and all the lights in the house were off, it was only for a split second that I thought someone was in the room. So I went back to sleep, uh, unsure if this was my own choice or something making me do so. So something's making him go to sleep. I honestly love that. I love Jackie that. takes like Jackie smokes a bowl and she eats her edibles and then she takes like so two mel- melatonins melatonin. and something else to get people go to spit. I know melatonin makes me all jacked up. I don't I don't take it. I don't take it. I heard it's really good for you. You know mood. what's really great for sleep? Bourbon. <laughs> you go right to sleep. It wasn't until a few. Uh, I don't know if this person's old enough to drink bourbon. So anybody's old enough. Well, it wasn't until a few nights later that I realized why I awoke. It happened again, but this time I was more awake. Yes, I still felt like someone was watching me, but it was an odor that woke me—a stinging, almost vinegary smell in my nostrils. That smells like urine. It resided. And I drifted back to sleep only a few moments later. As I did, though I swear I saw movement in the corner of my room. That's very scary. Yes. The third night is when I actually saw him. 
Same pattern, waking up, stinging smell, and Mm -hmm. there he was, standing in the corner, a tall, seemingly made of shadows. Mm. He wore a wide-brimmed hat, (laughs) and his head was tilted. Almost like a gondolier. Almost like a gondolier. Yeah, wide-brimmed hat, and his head was tilted, covering the top half of his head. All I could make out was a wide, crooked smile with even crookeder teeth. More crooked teeth. He's very scared of the teeth. He raised a finger to his lips and shushed me with a long, drawn-out sound. I don't know when or how I got to sleep that night, but the next morning when I woke up, the smell was still there. Lingering in my room, my clothes, and even on my breath. But when I complained about it, no one, including my friends and parents, said they smelled anything. But it was there. My dad kept laughing that the smell was me being afraid of my own farts. (laughs) (laughs) Funny dad. I didn't find it funny. And no matter how many times (laughs) I told her, my mom said there was no man. The shadow was just that, a shadow. The smell lasted a few weeks. It was no longer just vinegary, but now it was fishy as well. I smelled it every waking hour. All the while I was sleeping through every night uninterrupted. That is, until last night. I woke again to find myself in a room at night, only this time I wasn't looking at a man in the corner. I was in the corner of my room, and I was looking at myself You just got fucking Blair Witch, dude! A look of horror on my face looked back at me as if controlled by some other force. I brought my finger up to my lips, and I shushed myself and back to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep! I don't know what happened to my body. Was it dead? Did it still live with another conscious version of me living life? Or was it now inhabited by something more sinister? Personally, I think the latter to be the worst of the three. I now reside where all the children go when he has chosen them. I am the tall figure watching others at night while they sleep. I am the foul odor left behind once the sun rises. I am. This congealy man. He comes back. Whoa! He's this congealy man. I, I didn't realize this. Con- so this congealy man, it overtakes people's bodies. Stop Is saying that the right? name. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I like that people are adding to the lore, but I will say, there are times in my heart of hearts, I'm not scared of the S man. I'm not actually scared of him because I know that the thing that I made up. Sure. In a way. In a way. I guess. But then all of a sudden, there are times, and I mean genuinely, late at night, where I sit there Mm -hmm. because I have to brush my teeth in the different bathroom. Boring, boring house stuff. Yeah. What, Natalie just doesn't want to see you do any hygienic things? No, 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 absolutely not. We just are, we're shifting shit in the house. Kind of getting, going into the divorce phase. No, 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 no. She still loves me. She still needs my body. Okay, okay. Um, I sometimes get scared. Hey, man. Just sitting alone, just being like, am I making the Scungili man, am I making him real? Sometimes, Puffin, my boy Puff, my man, sometimes he will look in the corner, nothing will be there. I hate it. And he will just do little barks, but he never, and Puffin never barks he unless you try not. to pick him up, and then he's just like, I will kill you. But it is really kind of freaky. I I, have, I admit it. Like it is kind of scary when you're alone, especially if you do happen to watch a scary movie. Which as I get older, 
I have a more hard time doing alone now. <laughs> I get scared. I like to be scared. I got scared. You know, I was thinking about last night because Wendy does the same shit. And I was just like in my head, just imagining a scenario where we are constantly just about to be murdered by a fucking like Mike Myers style, like yeah. heaving psychopath, like outside of her home. But that psychopath just happens to be incredibly scared of small dogs. Oh. And so every time he arrives to fucking give his eternal punishment, and you just see his Wendy going like, ow, ow. And he just fades in the background. I believe it, man. Small dogs, they're the best security dogs in the history of dogs. Well, they are they are loud. That's but nothing would, also, nothing would also make me sadder than having Wendy just having her spine crushed by someone trying to kill our family. Oh, that would be sad. Hey, Kissel, vote right now. Do you want to go gross or do you want to go ghost? Gross or ghost? Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's actually really tough. Okay. Um... Grosser ghost. Because I think the audience, we, uh, the, uh, I'm trying to channel the audience. We have just did, we've done some ghosts. Let's go gross. Let's go gross. Let's go gross. Okay, let me try this story, y'all. Um, let us read the. Man, that's a great game. Gross or ghosts? Maybe we'll play that for listener pastas when yeah. we do for, uh, officially for Halloween. My father and uncle were raised in Cartersville, Georgia. That backyard is connected to a 54-acre plot of land, separated only by a short barbed wire fence. Hmm. On the other side lies the untouched burial remains of the Itawa Indian Mounds. Oh. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I don't know. I hope you are. But I'm doing my barbecue accent. Oh, I love that barbecue. Don't make sure I get that brisket. Needs to have a mm. flop to it. And you want to, I want the I want the rib to be bitten off easily, but I don't want it sliding off the mm. bone. You know, I, as I've mentioned on the show previously, I'm trying not to eat pork, but I'm also realizing barbecue is mostly pork. Can't let go of barbecue. I don't give a fuck what anybody <sighs> says. I don't give a shit. I have a whole bunch of baby back ribs sitting Ooh, in my freezer, and I'm back, winning. Back, I can't. Back, I'm going back, to fucking back. unleash them very soon. I've been thinking about barbecue all week. I need to get a smoker. Okay. But I'm the only one who eats smoked meats in the house, so I'm gonna get this smoker. Yeah. And then what I'm gonna do? Gonna make a whole rack of ribs just for myself, and then you all of a sudden, to. I'm just then I, that's how I die. John Candy's death. Oh, 43 year young. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. My uncle still lives there, and a few times here. We would come up to visit my father's childhood home. When I was about nine or ten years old, my cousins and I started building up the courage to venture over the barbed wire and explore the eerie field. We would pretend we were ancient hunters, chasing the groups of cattle that meandered the property. The air was always stale, and each time we got too close to the tree line, the unnerving feeling of being watched made the hair on my neck stand on end. Cool. It wasn't coming from the slow grazing cows, but seemed to lurk somewhere just beyond the herd. One night, we were heading in for dinner. I felt the same primitive static of being stalked by an unknown observer. Hmm. Before jumping over the fence, I turned back and caught a glimpse of it. Dark. Healer eyes illuminating a four-legged shaggy frame. It hugged the tree line before darting back behind one of the burial mounds. Later that night, I asked my uncle if he and my father had ever noticed a shaggy dog lumbering around the property. (laughs) Oh, a shaggy dog. The story he told me haunted me for years to come. You stay away from the big ones, he said. They have room inside. What? Room inside for what? For what? 
I asked, terrified that he actually knew what I was talking about. Oh, my. He leaned in and explained. When your dad and I were kids, we saw a dog that at first seemed to avoid us. But day by day, it would allow us to get closer and closer. Finally, we managed to get within arm's distance of it. Its eyes were warm, but it kept raising and lowering its head, almost nodding, inviting us to come closer. Oh. And as I stepped forward, I could hear low guttural sound come from inside. A mix between a thick cough and a painful moan. I think it's her. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like no, me like having a, sex. Yeah, redneck orgasm there. I said, looking back at your dad, who said already had taken a few steps back. That's when I noticed it. A long seam ran crookedly from the dog's jaw to the underside of his belly. Before I could turn back to show your dad, I was paralyzed by what I saw next. Whoa. A flesh tag at the top of the seam began moving, separating skin from skin Ooh. as the stitches broke apart. The sound of ripping flesh continued until it reached its stomach. From inside the shaggy limp shell, a pair of arms, followed by a torso and the head appeared. What? It was Ace Ventura. What? No, it was an old It was an old man. His body was decrepit in beer. The loose hanging skin covering his weathered frame resembled a puddle of wrinkles. <laughs> a puddle of wrinkles. It's fucking the old man version of puddle of mud. You remember yeah. that? Of course. Oh, great band, yeah. In an instant, his gangly arms reached up and grabbed the front of my shirt. Dragging me closer, he clasped his bony hands around my waist mm. and pulled me into the dark, open cavity. Pressing me into his papery flesh, I could smell the stench of rotten meat. Scream! I looked through the open carcass to call out to my brother, but he was nowhere in sight. Unable to move, I watched as the flesh zipper began jiggedly sliding back into place, sealing me inside its rotten frame. Oh my. And the last thing I felt. Was hot breath is rolling down my neck. It's a long explanation to this kid. Coming from the creature, pressed behind me. Nine years old, this story absolutely shook me to my core. Enough to where I didn't even want to ask my uncle how he got in, out of the dog's body, honestly. You should have. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to know that. I know if I asked too many questions, it would somehow make the story real. Needless to say, I always avoided large dogs. And my cousins, I refused to cross back over the fence until we were much older. Oh, well, I mean, it's a great way to protect your property. Have a demonic dog that swallows people whole. Uh, Unzips them, live inside of a dog. Isn't that kind of what we do with our leather jackets? Isn't that kind of what we do anyway, right? I know. Uh, we kind of live inside of the uh, of I mean, animal skin in some ways. If you want to, yeah, this is like how PETA. Like pitches it. PETA just gives money to people for, to go topless. I would I love that they who's actually Whoever in charge that. of PETA just wants to see boobies, and they, they found are, a really weird way to do it. They're a weirdly very metal organization because they're both terrorists, but also with tits out. Yeah, that's and I'll, true. And I'll see more of that. And of course, we love animals. ASPCA is where it's at. 
I, I also feel that it's true. Do you notice that there's a lot of haunted dog stories that have come out? And I think it's got to do with quarantine and we're literally spending so much time with our dogs. I think the dogs have realized that they like to be alone. Oh, they, they, now we leave Wendy alone a little bit because then she stops being so frenetic. We find that she does less phantom barking if she actually has a couple hours where we're not around. Yep. Every time you come home, everyone's like, oh, the dog is super happy. Wow. Happy to see. I feel so bad for leaving. They actually like to be alone. A little bit. Maybe. They do. And this is why this has just been Kissel off the cuff, which is a new show that we're doing. I don't want to do because that has to be on compound media. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that's like unchained or or like unclickable, it's got to be. Oh, I go there. What? When it comes to dog cameras. They're bad for you. Bad for the dog. Uh, there's they, tre- they don't know they're on camera. Yes, though. they do because there's treats. They they have these treat things, right? Where you'll be like, "Hey, Puffin, come here," and it's just the video screen. That's weird. And then and then Puffin can demand a treat, so he hits a little thing, and then he gets a treat. But it really tricks the dog, and it, it, they because they can't separate the reality. That's why when dogs watch TV, they think it's a window, and they think they're watching outside of a window. But I leave the TV on for Wendy when we leave. Only on only on Animal Planet or Food Network. I put HGTV. HGTV. Well, really, just because it'd be nice if we show up and Wendy's done some fucking some something around the house. Unless it's demo day. Unless it's demo day. She wouldn't even help with that. She can't lift a hammer. Well, nonetheless, so just let your dog be and don't bother them because it confuses them and then they don't know what's real and what's not real. Okay, the final creepypasta. Guys, this is good. Henry is in my heart. I'm glad you're reading this. This is by Jessica and Tyler. Thank you so much, Jessica and Tyler, and I wish that you guys have the greatest friendship or love or they whatever might be it fucking. is. They could be. Maybe this was the. Maybe they're attempt. just writing together. But I do think like this is such a good way to slide into the DMs of somebody. Yeah. This is good. This is a tip for listener pastas. And you say like to the person you've been kind of like thinking's on. Don't have an alternative motive though. Just if they say, just just do the writing. If something clicks, it clicks. But sometimes what's nice is yes, you shouldn't lie and say we should write together, and you're trying to make that be like a subtweet of we should be having sex with each other. No, that's what UCB is for. Yeah, that's what that's for. That's what's called teaching <laughs> improv. It's because you you raise your girlfriend again. Okay. Henry is in my heart by Jessica and Tyler. Henry is in my heart. I woke up that morning to the dull sounds of dishes clinking and water sloshing. My boyfriend Tyler works nights, so he was awake when I made my way into the kitchen. He was standing in the sink washing the dishes from the night before. I came up behind him to give him a big morning hug. This is cute. He's washing the dishes and she's like, thank you. There's nothing. Honestly, it is really nice when you're washing the dishes to get a teddy hug. Sure. He turned around and embraced me. My ear is the exact height of his heart isn't that interesting no my ear is the exact height of his heart so there's a size difference there's a height difference yeah it does when i happen. pressed my ear against his chest that morning i was met with the voice of henry zabrowski screaming hysterical nonsense startled I looked at his shirt to also see Henry's face. Tyler was wearing his last podcast t-shirt. I looked up to him and smiled. Oh, Henry. I said, (laughs) he looked down deep into my eyes. Henry is in my heart. He replied, smiling back. Yep. And then I realized one side of his headphones was down inside his shirt, mm-hmm. matching up to my ear and his heart perfectly. We shared a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Morning dishes. I left cling, him to Cling, fi- cling, 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 cling. Smush, smush, smush. That's the sound of titties hitting back. No kidding. I left him to finish the dishes. That's good. Make, make sure he finishes those dishes. 
Yeah, get that man to walk. Get, yeah, get that, get that man to walk. Yeah, yeah, that should be the men's only fans where it's just men doing chores. <laughs> <laughs> you go there. Yep. I left him to do the dishes. I went to the bathroom. Again, another bathroom situation. The bathrooms are you. This is quarantine. We all got three rooms. Yeah, that's true. I went to the bathroom to brush my teeth and get ready for the day. After a few minutes, I realized I could hear Henry's voice again yeah. in the other room, oh, screaming yeah. with hysteria. Sometimes Maybe he was laughing I... at something Ben said. Oh, did she? Oh, Ben. She. Oh, he was laughing at something Ben said that was so funny. That's nice. That honestly, that did she actually write that? No, or? she did not. Yep. And so, now we know. But this is. I'm just glad you're reading this story. I'm reading it. I smiled to myself. I finished in the bathroom and went back to the kitchen. What she finished doing? She just finished doing whatever she was brushing her teeth, I guess. I wonder if it was a big old shit. I finished in the bathroom and went back to the kitchen. Tyler was unconscious on the floor. He was shuddering. The only way I like a man. Hell yeah. Compound media. I got closer and the voice of Henry screaming got louder. I saw a ripple go through Tyler's chest. I leaned in further. The screaming was becoming unbearable. It was then it happened. Through <laughs> my sh- wife. <laughs> it was then that it happened through a shower of blood. A tiny version of Henry I... burst through his chest. I... The tiny Henry was almost a foot tall and growing before my very eyes. Cast I watched me. transfixed with horror. Cast me in your sitcom. He was still screaming as he crawled his way out of the hole in Tyler's chest. Let me see your boobies. The tiny Henry continued screaming and hopped to the floor. He was about two feet tall now and no longer seemed to be growing. He shook some of the viscera out of his hair like a dog. Look at all this viscera. More blood and more blood spattered on my face. I took a step back. He stopped screaming. Redune. I froze. He looked up right into my eyes. I've been trapped in the hearts of men for eternity. This is you talking, by the way. Should I, should I read this? I can do it. Are you going to do an impression of me? I've been trapped in the hearts of men for eternity, but now I've been set free. Hold on a second, Shane. You better save this for your SNL tape. I needed to be in the heart of a true fan. I can finally take over the world one laughing man at a time. With that, the tiny Henry started screaming again and leapt into the air directly at my face. <laughs> everything went back. Everything went black. I woke up to find myself strapped to a bed. They were telling me to cut out Tyler's heart, but mm-hmm. I know the truth. I know that tiny Henry is out there waiting in the shadows. He just wants to make you laugh. He just wants your heart. That's it. Wow. I mean, and this is completely true. All I ask Scary. for. All I want. Is your undying of devotion? That's, I want total control over you. Wow, no, that's not good. No, all I really want you to do is again, lastpodcastmerch.com. You can go and check out all our wares and last podcast merch. You also, you know what I really want you to do? You know what I really want you to do? I want you to get out there today. Yeah. Make a difference. Make a difference. Make a yeah. difference for the I said positive. It. That's good. I said it. That's very good. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for submitting listener pastas for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be back to your regular scheduled programming. We got uh, a UFO tale next Ooh. week that I've been wanting to tell for a long time. And then UFO docs are also starting to scare me more. As they Maybe I'm just getting sensitive in my 39 year young phase. Oh, well, alien episodes. I mean, I do get the most the research kind of I'm doing for this. Every single time I do research for a UFO episode, I end up getting a lot of uh, nightmares. You know what? Also, it is 
there's a sky here in California. Yes. New York, there's no sky. There is, but you don't see it because it's just buildings and then there's so much light pollution. I haven't seen a star. I've seen more stars this past three months than I have in the last 15 years combined. And that's just because you've been spending time in Beverly Hills. Whoa! Come on, guys. Hello, Brad Pitt. Los Angeles. I'm just screaming at people, Brad Pitt, yeah. randomly, <laughs> and I haven't been recognized yet. Not uh, once. Not once, but that's okay. Um, This is, uh, we're going to begin spooky season. Yes. Uh, we're going to get um so spooky, you might commit suicide well don't do that i don't want you to don't do that we're almost through 2020 i don't want to even talk about 2021 sucks the second half is gonna be fun and then don't forget 2022 that is no close that's no close 2022 2022 i better not see a stitch of underwear on a person no close 2022 2022 needs to be the daisy chain year. I want to see. I'm starting losing weight now to get ready for it. I want to see three guys walking down the street, dick in butt, walking in <laughs> like tandem. The, the shitty Beatles. This is what I want to see in 2022. I want to see women 69ing, walking down the, street. down the street. I don't give a fuck. I am sick. Of my living room. There you go. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're hanging in there. Guys, the and again, you can. seriously, you are very kind to us as you a band You are very group. kind to and us. And I want to say, again, thank you so much for the outpouring of love that we got for Marcus. I also want yes. to say this. We are headed into even more, quote unquote, hashtag uncertain times. But I want to say, no matter what the fuck happens... We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. and uh, We're going to do this show. We, we'll do this show also, from a bunker if we have to. I have to think. We, we, we First, Spotify has been very nice. Not to be all like weird, but they get our commercial was all over the place. It's very, so very that was cool. super sweet. So thanks to everyone who reached out. We've never out. had anybody advertise for us, including us. No. And we, we still are not sure if our name is on the commercial or it's just three big, white, weird-looking dudes. It, I is don't Ari- know. it was Ariana Grande, and then it's three white men that look like the new version of Yola Tango, <laughs> and, and the, the worst, less cool version of Yola Tango. And then, of course, I also, I'm, I, I'm not an openly music person. I don't like to talk about the music that I listen to. Well, because but- the music that we listen to, you, we are both like... We have two modes. We have like party mode where I listen to music in the then like not. But my real mode, which is what I'm used to doing, you know, like sitting alone in a hotel room looking out the window. Yeah. You got a glass of whiskey and you just sit and think about all the other road dogs that came before. Road you. dog, yeah, yep. of course. Um so Spotify does that thing like listen alike. And some people are some people don't listen like me, but they then don't. I, I've also noticed that a lot of people do. Some people are also alcoholics like us. <laughs> They are the same the same breed of alcoholic All because right. I slide into old country alcohol mode, which I love. Oh, it's the best. If you get that sweet spot just before you get really sad and then you got to go to bed. Yep. Then you gotta go that's to bed. the goal. That's it. A big thing that's coming up for spooky season is that every Saturday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST on twitch.tv slash last podcast network. All of your favorite hosts. All of your favorites. From the LPN network are going to be live streaming old school horror movies and we're going to be watching them together as like an old fashioned hangout That's we want to have you clarified from the last podcast network because they'll be like is Dianimus going to be on I it? wish they me is he, Imus are you Imus 
who knows who they're looking for. There's a lot of other hosts out there, but these are these specific hosts are the ones that you're getting. Each week, we're going to be doing it for a different charity. We're going to announce the hosts and the charities at the beginning of the week. We're going to be giving money out, just sharing time during the Halloween season because we are all desperate for entertainment. Absolutely, and I'm happy to watch some scary movies with you because then I won't get so scared and you can watch it with me and you can watch it with Jerry and maybe even Puffin will jump up on my lap, although he has never done that. And he probably won't. All right, everyone, hail yourselves! Hail Satan! Magustalations! Um, All right. Yeah, just do it, huh? Spooky season, it's here. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is scarier than usual. It is. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah.